0: sometimes wonder what it would feel like to take a break without the guilt or to have fun again like you did before the kids do you think to yourself where did my old self go well I'm here to tell you that that woman is still within you and probably looking at you with a side-eye hey my amazing mamas welcome to the untraditional podcast This is your host, Miriam Banks, a mom that loves to travel with my mixed and blended family and also on my own. This podcast is to address all facets of motherhood and normalize our struggles and find some applicable answers to this very question that every mommy wants to know How do I take a break? A place where I will share insights, support, and guidance through my personal experiences as well as guest interviews. So just curl up inside a blanket, sink inside the couch, or just to keep it real, probably do the laundry or a kid's drop off, right? And take a listen every week as I take you into a journey to rediscover the women within motherhood. This is the Untraditional Podcast. Hello. So today on the podcast we have. Oh, she needs no introduction, but I'm gonna say anyway. Miss Christina Elmore. Cue the applause in the background. If you guys don't know about Christina Elmore, she is an actor. You say actor or actress? I never know. You know English say both. A language. Mm? You say both. I say both. I normally say actor, but yes. I'm not
1: like offended by actress. Mm. Yeah. I think in my 20s, I was like, no, I'm an actor. I don't understand why women always have to have a... D-. But now I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm both.
0: <laughs> so Miss Christina has been on several shows that you probably know. I remember The Last Ship and also right now, 20s. And she's most known about being the controversial condola on Insecure welcome to the show christina thank
1: you so much i'm so excited to be here i think it's so funny that you were like she needs no introduction because i most definitely do don't nobody know who i am
0: <laughs> my dear dear friend look i'm making you a celebrity <laughs> <and> <laughs> i cool. am making you somebody that is known to the world <laughs> okay girl you speak that over my life but at, as a yes of this moment, i need an introduction <laughs> <laughs> and I am so excited to have you on the show. You need no introduction to me, but I want to talk about when we met. So we met about three years ago, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. three years ago. It was 2019. My son was starting school. I went into this meeting, and I was like, "Ooh, it's diverse, but I don't see nobody, nobody black." There's this feeling of being a minority in a room that is like, OK. Well, I'm going to represent. Let's see what happens. And then I saw you and I was like, Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) There is somebody black up in here. So I was so excited to see that there was another mom that had a child in the school, in the school that I really loved and that is part of my parenting. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I was like, Oh, the kid is mixed just like mine Oh, <laughs> our husband is white just like mine okay well we're gonna be friends then and I think it started first with my husband with Daryl going on play date with you yeah yes yeah, so on play date with you and then all of a sudden Danny was both her husband going on play and then we met you know yeah it
1: was weird we didn't actually connect until after I like I had connected with Daryl and then the guys are connected and then we started going on I think too we were both I know I was I was both allowing Ryan my husband to take our son and your son out and to have a moment to myself exactly I was like I'm gonna have to meet Mimi on the back end because I need to have a moment to myself
0: (laughs) and from what I heard you were doing the same thing I was doing the same thing listen I was like oh you want to take the child because I think because that first year when you literally just get your freedom of knowing like oh, he's going to be in school from nine to three you take every opportunity to like go okay you want to do something after school
1: go ahead go and I was working and we only had three days a week at that time like our son was only going to school three days a week yes so I was like very grateful for any moment that he was also going to have a play date without me yes (laughs) because I was like Playdate person, and even with Daryl, I was the playdate person for a little while, and then it was nice and Ryan took over.
0: <laughs> that was so, I mean, for me, it was so key to let them go and just have the husband build their relationship with their children, you know. And yeah. sometimes mom would just think, okay, he's not doing it right. I need to know. He takes, you know, his diaper has to be this way, or make sure that you wipe from left to right, you know, and it's like <laughs> Listen, he's going to have his own personal relationship. How was that for you? Or was it something that Ryan just took on so naturally?
1: I think that I had expected, like, because of the way pregnancy was. I mean, I was the only person pregnant. So, like, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm clearly the only person qualified to take care of this baby. I'm the only one who knows him in and out. And I think it was not too long after our son was born that I realized, oh, wait, I don't have to teach Ryan how to be a dad. I can't do that even. I don't know Mm -hmm. how to be a father. He doesn't need my guidance in that. And that was such a relief because I do know couples where it does seem like without the mom, the father just flounders or he, he doesn't know where anything is. He doesn't know how to, like you were saying, like how to wipe, how to do, like, where's the diaper bag? How do I fill it up? And yes, Ryan and I have our lanes. Like I make all the appointments in the house. He's not calling the dentist or the doctor Mm -hmm. and not because he can't, but because that's just my lane. And he has his lanes. He does all the cooking and I just don't cook at our house. Mm -hmm. And we found our lanes, but I found that like one thing I'm so grateful about my husband is that I didn't have to, or I don't feel like even now I have to show him how to be a father or how to like take care of his children. He's got that. He has his own way of doing it. It's different than my way but i don 't doubt it, I trust it. I know that they are loved deeply and i'm just it 's just such a relief because I know that not every couple has it that way
0: yeah, it is something that being on each other 's lane is so key because when you cherish and really want that child so much, and then when the child comes, you just like the umbilical cord is still attached yeah you just want, <laughs> you're like you don 't have an umbilical cord, so I just know how to do it and yeah it's that letting go, which starts at birth, you know, you yeah. gotta let them go. And then as they grow, you just let them go and let them be. And they're gonna detach from you. You yes. have to get this thing of letting go, letting go of having them being taught by other people in a school. That was a big thing. Yeah. Like, who's gonna be around my child? Letting go with their father, with their grandfather, with their grandmother. So there's this whole thing of letting go of the umbilical cord that. You know, women have to and mothers have to like learn how to to do. So both our kids are very close. I would say (laughs) (laughs) best, best, besties. (laughs) Yes, they're best best besties. And sometimes we'll have conversations like, Yeah, your son is in my house, you know, because it it (laughs) was like every sentence was your son's name. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they both have black. And Mm. being a mixed black kid in America or in the world is a very different way as a mom to look at the way we're going to raise them or the way we are going to teach them about the world and mm-hmm. I know for me there's so many differences from how I tell you know sometimes you still love like mommy look at your boob <laughs> your butt is dancing when you're walking you know <laughs> and i would be like you know before you touch somebody's body you need to ask permission. Mm-hmm. And when I say that to my son, I say it picturing him as a teenager touching a woman's body and going to jail for life. Yeah. That's yeah. how I see it when I see that. Yeah or you know, is there any things that you fear as a mom or you want to teach to your son as a mom with a mixed kid? Yeah. I
1: think that, too, both of us are in that unique situation where we are Black women raising Black children who are biracial, but who, for all intents and purposes, as they present to the world and are received by the world, they are Black young men, and with white fathers. We happen to be married to just the most wonderful fathers, like Mm -hmm. who are just very involved, very loving, such great examples of manhood, but what they aren't is examples of Black manhood, and Mm -hmm. That is something that while I am so honored that Ryan is their father, I also recognize that Silas is going to grow up to be a young Black man who will be perceived by the world differently than his father is. Mm -hmm. And I am cognizant of the fact that he needs to know some things that Ryan didn't have to know, that Ryan can teach him because Ryan's aware of the world. He is a person of 2022. Mm -hmm. And we are both instilling in him what it means to navigate this world in a place where you are not automatically given the benefit of the doubt. So when one of our sons says, oh, they noticed something interesting about a body that like, oh, when you walk, it looks like your booty dances. That's funny. That's interesting. But like, you're right that later on in life, they're going to have to learn how and when to say and what, because no one's going to think twice about throwing them under the jail or worse, Mm -hmm. that they're not going to be given a second chance. They're not going to be given an opportunity to redo in the way that others might be given that grace. So I think about it a lot in terms of like, yes, I want our kids to feel free. They go to a very like woo-woo crunchy school where their (laughs) feelings are like validated. They are able to learn how to work out problems and they are perceived as like the wonderful, unique amazing people that they are and they are given respect but I know once they leave that sort of cocoon that the world doesn't do it that way Mm -hmm. and so I'm trying to find the balance of like letting letting him be free to be himself free to say funny silly crazy things and then also teaching him that later on and even now that not everyone is going to be able to handle his freedom joy his magic Mm -hmm. And that while I don't want to ever sort of put his flame out, I also want him to know how to like follow authority and Mm -hmm. how to be respectful and how Mm -hmm. to live a life in a world where he won't always be respected, but he still needs to give respect. And I don't know, it's such a hard balance that I think all that everyone with a black child faces. But I think especially when you have a mixed black child and when you have a son.
0: Yes. I think that was the one thing that you said, like they are perceived as Black. That was one thing that my husband wanted him to know first that he was Black, because yeah. this is how he's going to be perceived. Yeah. When I do affirmation with him, you know, at the end, you know, I always say, I'm lovable, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, and I'm brave and courageous. At the end, he always says, And I'm a strong Black man. <laughs> yeah.
1: And he is.
0: Exactly. And even though he's mixed, but yeah. he's going to be seen as. And I know that sometime because we are married to white men, sometimes our blackness is questioned.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: from the world outside, it feels like, oh well, he's not that black because his father is white. Or mm-hmm. well, you don't feel it the same way that we do because mm-hmm. you're married to a white man. And I know that sometimes social media can be ruthless and Mm -hmm. part of the reason why I make sure that my family's protected, but how are you receiving that?
1: Yeah, I think there's been like sort of swings and trends. I think that when I got married in 2014, yeah, we would get some like, we lived in Oakland though. So like we got very few looks, but we would sometimes get them or I sometimes hear from black men, like he can't be doing it right, you know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that that looks different than it did post 2020. I think that one thing that's been so beautiful about sort of the racial reckoning that happened in 2020, and is ongoing, and now that we experience sort of the backlash of it, is that people recognize the beauty of black love. And I'm a person Mm -hmm. who's married to a white person. But I also come from two black parents and I come from a long legacy of black marriages that I think is beautiful amazing that I want for my children that I celebrate and I do think though we do a disservice to anyone when we say that there's only one way to celebrate black love I'm a black person in love yes and therefore I have black love no I'm not married to a black person but how beautiful that is too how beautiful it is to be married to whoever you are and to find love in that and I think that to question someone's racial identity based on who they love it's reminiscent of the past
0: <laughs> and yes
1: and it's not okay so i think however you find it i'm so grateful when people find love yeah and whatever that looks like and i also think that i'm the blackest person around no matter who i'm married to
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> the one kiss thing is that we married men that celebrate our blackness so mm-hmm. much my husband in black black matter I can say that he was more angry than I was because yeah. he know so much more about the American Black culture because I was born and raised in France. Yeah. So he even have books about African country. So he's very much into Blackness. So his anger was so strong. And even because him as a father also of a Black child, he was so angry. And I felt a little bit disconnected because I was like, well, you know, my ancestry didn't have the same ancestry. Yeah. But when you get pulled over by a cop, ain't nobody checking your ancestry. <laughs> no, nobody's checking. <laughs> nobody's checking your ancestry. That's not what they're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I do. I think it's interesting though, that I think for you guys specifically, that you're both non born in American people, mm-hmm. in American people but have had different connections to this country and have been here for different amounts of times, but also are received differently. So like when someone sees you in the grocery store, like you said, they're not thinking about, oh, she's French and Malagasy. No, they're thinking there's another black woman. Yep. And when they see your husband, they see another white man. And, and I think that it when we sort of shut the conversation down and make it all one thing, and when we say like, there's only one way to be Black in this country. There's only one way to be married in this country. There's only one way to be white in this country. I think we lose nuances that are so beautiful, like your wow. families. Your mm-hmm. family is full of, of nuance because you've been here for so long and yet this is not your first born culture. You still have a strong connection to your homes mm-hmm. and homelands and yet contribute to this country in ways that are really important and are raising a son here who will be of the world. Mm. Kylo is... Is British, he is French, he is Malagasy, he is American, he is all the things. Yeah. And I think we, when we shut down, when we are not able to see like sort of all that beautiful diversity within one family and and within a person, and we just sort of distill them into one thing, we lose out on like the rich beauty to be learned. Like I hope Kylo always appreciates all his cultures.
0: Yeah. And I think the goal for us in traveling and moving to different countries is to teach him that there's beauty in everything. Because honestly, you know, the world is becoming more and more and more diverse. I think as the the world becomes smaller with people Mm -hmm. traveling and moving and expat everywhere in the world, they're marrying in different cultures and mixing in different cultures. So it's only going to happen eventually. And I think when you get out of America, you see even more in some other country and maybe less in some other country. But it's going that way because honestly, the new generation is like, love is love. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's that's going to be that way. Now, since this podcast is about mostly mommyhood and self care, mm. and I know you're like, girl, I'm, I'm going on a trip today. <laughs> I can next week because I'll be out. <laughs> I got a birthday in Hawaii. I got a bachelorette. Ba- and then, of course. Got- <laughs> so, I know that we both are very, I wouldn't say protective. I, both putting the woman within the motherhood also in the highest priority. Yeah. And my transition was very scary. I don't think we ever had this discussion of how you got to, hey, I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. You got the baby. You know, how was that for you? Well, I think that like you and I had talked like maybe two years ago
1: and I was not there yet. Like I, I didn't hardly ever leave. And I never, I was like, I didn't let Silas go to babysitters. I was like, mom, 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 mom. And I was grateful because my husband and I both have flexible schedules in our careers. Mm -hmm. And so when I work, I work for like six months at max. And I work a lot in those six Mm -hmm. months. But then six months of the year, I'm just stay at home moming. And I think honestly, what's crazy, and it seems counterintuitive, is that having a second kid is what sort of propelled me to finally be like, oh no, I need to just. Do stuff. <laughs> I need to stop saying no when people are like, "Come on this trip." When people are saying, "Come to this birthday dinner," and I'm like, "Oh, I can't go until after bedtime." I did I think I was so precious with Silas in the beginning about like, "I need to be there for every bedtime." He's so particular. He doesn't like this, this, and he doesn't. No one else will know how to do it. Just like, and honestly, I think I was self sabotaging myself, and that it was also self centeredness. It was like. Because I was saying that I was the only one who knew how to do it. Without me, he would not survive. That doesn't make any sense. What's so interesting is that my self-care came as a result of me stop being so self-centered. So Mm -hmm. as a mom that I realized I'm not the only person who can love him. I'm not the only person who can care for him. And then having a second kid and going back to work so quickly after I did during a pandemic, Mm. it hit me. I was like, oh, yeah clearly I'm not the only one because I'm not even here. I can't be here. My baby is six weeks old. My son is four. I'm at work 18 hours a day. Mm. I'm pumping all day. They're surviving. My mom came. I was like, they have a wonderful grandma here. They have their father. They have the support of their other grandma. They have so much. And I realized, oh, they're fine. Mm -hmm. And so when my best friend was like, it's her bachelorette party, I went. And when another friend this year said, it's my birthday trip, I went and I go on dinners and I think the two years of being sort of locked down pregnant in the house with newborn and, and only going to work with the pandemic raging, made me realize too, that as soon as I could get out, I was trying to get out. <laughs> um, and Ryan, I thought that he was the one holding me back. I was holding me back. When mm-hmm. I say I'm going to do something, he says, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and there we go. And it's been working and it's been great.
0: Like you said, it's, us fearing that, oh, my husband is never going to go for this. Yeah, I made that up, though. Yeah, and sometimes we just (laughs) sabotaging ourselves because, you know, for me, it was like, my mom never went, so it's impossible, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that got stuck in my head that motherhood means you stay in and you just don't go, when, in fact, there's so much more to motherhood. Motherhood is just this part of you. We're raising them to leave us one day. yes (laughs) yes
1: <laughs> they need to see us having time together and time apart they need to know that when we're together they have our attention they have our interest and they also need to see that oh mommy has a, a world of life unto herself and one day i will too yeah
0: <laughs> and yeah. one day i will and one day if my partner decide oh i want to go it will be okay because yeah. that was what was going on in my home and that's okay if my wife my husband wants to go and for my daughter is the same thing I'm like oh see how I'm going it's okay to yeah, go when you're it's a mom okay. yeah
1: and I think seeing you though for me it was really too watching moms like you Seeing my friends be like I was like oh you go on trips by yourself I was like wait Mimi what how <laughs> and seeing the way you and Daryl both give each other space to be full humans mm-hmm. and not just parents and that when you are parenting together you're happy to be doing it you're joyful you're Mm -hmm. yes it's a sacrifice yes it can be a burden Mm -hmm. but it's with joy and love and then you're also happy to say okay daryl going on this trip to alaska (laughs) or the ends of the earth wherever he's going and you go into a lovely resort (laughs) like just being able to watch and learn from you guys has been such a treat
0: yeah thank you so much listen it's true thank you I'm going to Europe and you're going on the East coast very soon, Mm -hmm. but we're still going to be just five hours away. So I know, but (laughs) I am
1: so grateful
0: for your family Mm -hmm. that you guys have been such a blessing
1: to us in like hanging out and like growing closer, but in just a model of, of love, a model of like intense focus on parenthood a model of also in focus on yourselves and on others you mm-hmm. make everyone's life more fun I don't know I was telling Ryan the other day I was like and you guys have flexible schedules like we don't have a lot of friends whose yeah. life looks like ours and y'all's does so like on a Wednesday afternoon we can be like y'all want to go to the park you want to go to the beach and yeah and you guys always have these fun things happening I was like our lives are going to be so much more boring when they leave <laughs> <laughs> And now, now you're going to make me cry oh no no but it's true I'm just so grateful for y'all's friendship Well, yes, I'm super grateful the boys are friends. I'm just, yeah, you know, you don't always like the parents of your kids' friends.
0: Yeah, that was what was (laughs) so perfect. And we talk about it all the time, too. We're like, man, they were the only one that could just say, hey, let's go. And also because our boys are so close. And at the same time, I'm like, and we scored with the parents, too? No, it's been so great. I I
1: just am so grateful for you and
0: so excited for you
1: yes and happy for you but I'll, we'll miss you guys we'll be like yeah oh, our lives are gonna be so boring
0: <laughs> you know my husband he'll be like yeah we miss them so we're gonna go so let's plan we're gonna go to <laughs> new york and they're gonna be texting each other all the time and planning trips you know I like as wait. soon as he has like a october i think in the, during october he has like a little break and that was like yeah we're gonna plan we're going to see when we can go to the East Coast. So we're yeah, gonna planning. it's going to so be great. I think now but, our friendship is going to be different in a different way. Like now it's yeah. going to be like, oh, we're going to meet. It's going to be gonna global. Some, yeah. Our boys are going to be like the boys of the world. They're going to be traveling yeah. all over. So intercontinental. <laughs> Thank you so much to take the time out and talk and. In the show notes, you're going to see where you can find Christina and all of her new projects that are going to be happening soon. But she's mostly active on social media, on on Instagram.
1: Instagram.
0: Yeah, at Christina.Elmore. There you go. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you, Miriam. We'll see you. Later on today, or yeah, I'll see you later today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk soon. Bye, Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Untraditional Podcast with your host Miriam Banks. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If so, please share it with another mama that needs to hear this. Follow me on Instagram for more tips, and see you next week on another episode of the Untraditional Podcast with Miriam Banks.